0: Father in heaven, again, it is a privilege and an honor that you have granted us to gather once again in your name around your word, which inspires, directs, encourages, and challenges us. We pray that your spirit would be strong in our hearts and our minds to, to hear your will for our lives and to bless us in such a way that together as your people we would carry it out. In Jesus' name we pray, amen as we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, Lent has a rich, deep tradition taking us all the way back into the first century, the first disciples who noticed early on that uh, when it came to the anniversary of Jesus' death and resurrection, if you hadn't been there, uh, new Christians didn't have the same connection as the disciples did. And so Lent was brought about to, to encourage all of us to take some time to prepare uh, for the celebration of Easter. Now, this preparation thing, especially tonight, I think, is going to seem a little weird because we already know the answer. It's not like, oh, boy, what's going to happen this year? We already know. And so we're kind of like Christmas. What are we preparing for better? How are we preparing for it? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Lent, I I think in our day, has lost a little bit of what it used to be. I don't know if that's primarily the the culture we live in or if it's the fact that uh, for some of us, we're just not all that familiar with the language or the lingo, if you will, of of Lent. So when we were were together on Ash Wednesday, the, the goal was just to help you understand why ashes are a part of the Lenten. Uh, 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 tradition Uh, because we are dust and to dust we'll return and the ashes are a reminder of that condition it's really important that we understand that death is coming i don't want to be morbid about it i don't want you to think it's going to happen today but it does happen at times unexpectedly if i knew when that would be would i live different today knowing it was next week or the week after? Or would I just carry on as if it really doesn't matter? Lent reminds us that our time here is limited. And knowing it's limited, I want to make sure I keep that in mind so that how I live today is going to be meaningful, especially uh, to how God has blessed me in my role as a pastor, as a, a parent, as a friend. I want to make sure that people know of Jesus Christ as their Savior. There's no time to wait, really. And what a blessing it is when we live with that kind of understanding that we're but a stranger here. Heaven is our home. Last week, I i, I think, I might be wrong, but I, I think I broached a subject that is it, it, really a challenge to American Christians, and that's the fact that, Um, We often look at Lent as if it's about me. Ha! I'm going to give this up. I'm going to start doing this. Ima, Ima, Ima. Hey, are you keeping that uh, resolution for Lent? Are you still doing it? Like it's about me and God. I'm not trying to erase that out of the formula, by the way. That's not it at all. But Lent isn't just about you. Lent is about Jesus. Lent is about what Jesus has done for all of us. When, when we read the scriptures about God's interaction, although he does have interactions with Moses and Elijah and other biblical figures, most of the time he's talking to everybody. All the believers, the congregation, the family, the house of God, the bride of Christ, the flock, because it applies to all of us. And there's something to be gained by us realizing that there's something going on here. At least God is attempting to make us experience that, to see it. You all believe in Jesus as your Savior, right? Isn't that cool? It isn't just you. It's all of us share this common confession. A confession that we take through the rest of our life into eternity. Why are we all here? Why are we all celebrating Lent together? Could it be God's Working on something different between us, all of us, in our witness in the world as a church. Tonight, I want, I want to pick up on a, a part of Lent that I think is confusing to people. I, I mentioned on Ash Wednesday, that a pastor once said that uh, that it's hard for his, for uh, the people in this church to be sad all the time to be repentant all the time. And that the reason we struggle with Lent is because we think we have to walk around 24-7 for 40-some-odd days sad and depressed because of our sins. I no way, want to take away the impact of repentance and penance in your life. Uh, there should be a valid, real sorry over the fact that you're not living a life according to God's will it's your own but repentance is is more of an attitude it's more of a frame of reference in how i look at my life do i see myself as the center of the universe here well we would never say that but let's explore your relationships with other people do you actually wait for the other person to get done talking listening to what they have to say and you always have to have a comment after they're done? Can you just allow them to express themselves and say, well, that was interesting. Thank you for sharing. Or do we have to correct them? We have to point out where they're a little wrong. That's kind of like the center, us being the, the rule giver, the information giver. I know more than you are, you, because I have to correct it. What are most of our fights about? Most of our fight's about the fact that I don't get what I want. Do I say that I'm a god? No. Do I act like I'm a god? Talk to Sherry sometime, I suppose. It'd be interesting to see if you could put her on the spot and see what she says. But what are you actually fighting about? How to boil water? How to get a stain out of something? Is that really the source of the argument that they're not doing it your way? Tenence. and Repentance allows us to look at our life as, from the perspective that I'm not God. God didn't put me here to tell other people what to do. God put me here so that he could tell me what to do. So he could demonstrate the life that he had called me to as I faithfully seek to obey him. As I seek to be a, a man or a woman of character, of Of, of, of morals. Somebody that not only thinks, but lives according to how they think. Lent and penance allows us to kind of reset that clock. I've said to you before, I, I, I hope I remember to continue to say it. When it comes to you and me in this room, I actually think I'm the bigger sinner here. Because my job isn't to point out your sins. My job is to preach god's word but when it comes to that application personally i direct it here now i may observe others behavior and other things but never to the point that i assume a position of judge that's not my job that's not who i am i'm not anybody's judge jesus is god is Now if i actually think i'm a worse sinner than you are i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge your sins that's not why I'm here. I can listen to sins and not be shocked because I don't think I'm better than you are. I don't think I have some sort of handle on integrity and character and, oh, 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 at least I don't do you. That's what repentance allows us to confront. Lent has always been for the sake of Christians. And their desire to develop and strengthen their commitment to Jesus. You take repentance out of this formula. You misunderstand what it's about. And you find yourself vulnerable. You find yourself actually being swayed, led astray, tempted by the evil one. To be something that God never intended you to be let's do a quick survey here. What do you see as the goal of life in our society? Now, you may all have opinions. I just happen to be watching or reading something on the sports over the fact that it looks like our <coughs> franchise uh, quarterback, well, it looks like he's getting shipped when it comes to the contract department because of a deal that just came down for Daniel Jones, Almost the same amount of money, but not the commitment there. Oh, no. Patrick is getting gypped out of millions of dollars for sure. Money's important. Money makes a person. Look what they're paying sports figures and movie stars and popular people. Money's a big part of this. Have any of you bought one of them uh, Powerball tickets or... Yeah, I don't even know what to call them because I don't buy them. Hoping that maybe I know the chances are are, are slim, but maybe I'll get one of them billion-dollar payoffs. Not that I expect to win. Well, if that's the case, why are you playing it? Because deep down inside, wouldn't that be kind of nice to have that kind of money? Sounds an awful lot like our culture, doesn't it? Throw money at it. Next thing you know, you got power. You got control. It's amazing the kind of things you can get away with. It's amazing, sorry, Kyle, the kind of lawyers you can buy when you have a bunch of money, right? You put a team together, and are you ever going to serve any time for anything? Money is very powerful, very much a part of our culture. Have you noticed that the value of people is often determined by their popularity? I'm not putting money or the other stuff, just their popularity, You see it on TV, there's certain TV shows that people are a part of only because they want to get their Twitter or their Facebook or whoever their followers are. And if you get to a certain amount of followers, you make more money. They're kind of faking why they're on the show. Is it really about true love or is it about me stating my case, having people feel sorry for me, building up the followers, and next thing you know, I'm probably one of the more popular people there are. They like me, they follow me, they quote me. Isn't that how our culture looks at things that are important? Right now we have this narcissistic self-love that's out there, that demands that others adopt the image that I have chosen for myself, the image that I want others to validate because this is how I think. Now, to be clear, if it sounds like I'm being judgmental, I'm not. I'm just observing. And there's a reason for this observation. Because if you don't understand penance, if you don't understand the value of what repentance means in this season of Lent, you're never going to appreciate the fact that you are being influenced by our society. And the degree to which it influences you. While I continue to be amazed by extreme behavior and personal philosophies, I personally am not unaware of the impact that it has on my faith. Think about it. Let's just call them edge, people that are living way out there. I see what you're doing. I don't like it. I think that's crazy. But when it comes to me, I'm not like you. I, I don't do that kind of stuff. I observe it. I see it. I don't like it. But that's not me. I don't think like that. I don't act like that. My sins <laughs> just aren't the same. Really? Really? Who decides whether or not you come to church or not? You? God and I got a plan. If I make it about once or twice a month, I think that's good for me. I don't need that church all that much. Does that sound like God is talking? When it comes to offering, when it comes to using your talents for the work of God, do you think well i'm old i can't do it really well do you come up like a moses with so many different reasons why god shouldn't use somebody like you pick my brother give me somebody else that's just not me don't you understand god and i have got this all worked out i'm not like all those crazy people out there that are doing some uh, very selfish and self-centered stuff but when it comes to me and my relationship with god we got it worked out okay we got a plan. I'm okay with it too. I hear what you're saying, Pastor, but don't try to guilt me. I'm not trying to guilt you. I'm just trying to tell you how the mind works, how we're being influenced by the culture in which we live in. Lent in in history was an extremely important part of the the Christian year because it prepared me for the celebration of, of Easter. But I already know what's going to happen on Easter. How do you prepare for it? Repentance. What do you mean? Coming to grips that you wore dust. Coming to grips that you are not the reason that the world exists. That you are here for a purpose, but it's God's purpose. That his plan of salvation, what he desires is the most important thing. It's central to the theme of the church here because it helps us take an inventory of our habits, our relationships, our priorities, and our attitudes and ask the serious question, am I doing things that Jesus would be excited about or I'm doing things because I like to do them and it makes you feel good? And I'm all right with that. Lent is a time... To live in forgiveness that God offers us in light of our sins that we repent of. And that's why we seek to change. Because we do realize from time to time, maybe we've gotten off a track. Maybe in the beginning was a good idea, but my goodness, look where I've come. Is this where I want to be? Penance is what God first asks of us he knew adam and eve sinned he knew that all that were born were born in the image of adam not in the image of god he knew how important repentance was to the people of his creation he knows that there's a war going on in our heart between our sinful flesh and the holy spirit i mean paul writes about it romans 7 what i do is not the good i want to do No, the evil I do not want to do, this is, I keep on doing. What a wretched man I am. Who shall rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. How are we rescued? By repenting of our sins. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus died. That's the work that he accomplished. Paul also points out that he understands that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil. God knows that we're helpless against our sinful nature. He knows of the working and the twisting that Satan does, the lies that he does to lead us away by pointing out the sins of other people. By, at the same time, we don't want to look at ourselves. We can't win on our own. Only Christ can conquer it for us. And that's what his death on the cross did. He conquered Satan. He forgave us our sins. He restored us to a life worthy of our calling. Our sin was replaced with Jesus' faithfulness, his holiness and perfection. That's what it does for us. He's always there to help us make a new start in our faith. Always. So when it comes to repentance the, and repentance, the real question really is, uh, do you even want a new start? Do you want a clean heart? Do we yearn that God's Spirit would work in our heart to clean house and rebuild? Or do you prefer to keep things as they are? Repentance is a new beginning. It's the Spirit of God that's at work in us to bring us confidence in God's forgiveness in Jesus He molds us to do the good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. And he continues to work. By grace, we receive this gift of forgiveness. Jesus earned that for us when he died, and he gave it to us. But God is not done. He continues to work through his spirit, again, by grace. We can't do any good without him just as we cannot be saved without him. So again, the question is, is this a time for a new beginning? Repentance says, stop, look, listen, watch. Is this who you are? Is this who you want to be? Will you receive his grace anew? Or do we enjoy so much our life as it is, our attitudes and relationships, habits and priorities, that we really don't want to change? You don't have to be sad all the time. That's not what repentance is about. Repentance is about an outlook. It's an understanding that I'm a sinful person. It's an understanding that I do sin. I justify my sin. I compare from time to time with others. And it's always nice when we can look at the fringe people because you know what? <laughs> all of us can pass that test, right? Unless you know something you haven't told me. if we compromise our our character and our integrity to get other things of this world that don't last, the world says, go for it. That's what it's about. But what do you say? The repentant heart that Lent seeks is, is difficult to experience for two reasons. One, we don't always seek God's righteousness. That's a hard one to hear. You get up in the morning, is your goal to seek God's righteousness or to get your stuff done? Is it to get by or is it really to bring into focus God's plan for your life? And repentance is a big part of that knowing that I have another day of life by the grace of God, that the sins of yesterday are gone, they're forgiven, and I can begin anew, not to get the first sin off my back, but to think about how I can draw on the strength of my faith to to look at my life different. Another reason why the repentant heart is tough it's because we don't seek forgiveness when we don't feel like we've sinned. I mean, if it's just a bad decision, I got it, I'm right, I'll fix it next time, then it doesn't rise to the level, really, of, of Jesus dying for it. He understood I make mistakes, don't get all excited. There's a weight to your sin. There's a burden connected to it, and that is the life of Jesus, our Savior. We talk about we're saved by grace. It's a gift of God, but it came at the price of Jesus' suffering and death on our behalf. As we go through the weeks preparing for for the Easter celebration, we go through it very much aware of the fact that I am dust, I'm dirt, dirt. And I like to justify myself. And sometimes I, I don't want to call sin, sin. Because I don't like looking in the mirror of God's law and what I see looking back at me. Oh, but everybody else is doing it. Is that really an excuse? It doesn't really hurt anybody, does it? That's how Satan gets into our brains. That's how the influence of the culture begins to shape us in such a way that, like our culture, we're defining reality according to what we want. When Lent is about stopping, being quiet, taking the time to seriously look at what do I do with my time? What do I do with my treasure? When it comes to making plans, bringing out the old calendar to see what I want to do in the weeks to come, is devotion, is church and Bible class devotion a part of the calendar? Or it'll happen if it happens? You're God's people. You're God's children. Repentance changes not only a relationship with god and a better understanding of what we wait for not only in the crucifixion but the resurrection of christ the burden is lifted the celebration is real because the application has real meaning to my life because i didn't let the days go by as if it was just another season of the year there's 40 days for a purpose Can you imagine how your relationships will change? Just with trying, just with recognizing your sinfulness. That your job as husband, wife, child, or parent isn't to boss people around and turn them into your own image. They're there for you to serve. That God isn't a a God for us to boss around and tell him how it's going to be. Repentance says, we're not God. God has a right to tell us, to share with us, to show us what obedience looks like. Failure to do it, Satan will use the inner pain, the guilt that goes on with it, because you know it's not right, and you do it anyway. Do you think Satan's going to let that one go? Do you think that it's not going to affect your relationships with other people? When you're not being a man or a woman of integrity, that as a Christian you're really into it more for yourself than what God is, is doing. The point of repentance isn't to beat you up. It isn't to be a downer. It's actually there to free you. It's actually there to empower you. Repentance is only about being honest with the state of affairs in your life. Please know God already knows it. And chances are if you've got any kind of relationship with somebody else, they probably know it too. They won't say it. Or if they say it, they say it in such a way that starts a fight too. But you're not fooling anybody. And God says, I died for you. Why are you hiding it? Why are you not confessing it? Why are you not being honest? Imagine if the church got a hold of this and you realize that the people that you're sitting next to singing with not only acknowledge Jesus as their Savior, but acknowledge their sin to the degree that their relationship with you is not about judging. It's not about telling you. It's about listening. It's about loving. It's about caring. It's about serving. It's about forgiving, as I myself have been forgiven. Those things just don't come without repentance, without the acknowledgement that I'm screwing it up. It's a gift, repentance. Again, it's the attitude of actually seeing things as they really are. Not coloring the way the society does or the way that we do when we justify ourselves. It's taking off the mask. It's being honest. It's putting deception to the side. Lent asks, are you going to keep denying sin and guilt or are you going to confront it? And that's what repentance is. That's what... The thought of penances It's not to beat you up. It's to release you from the control of sin in your life. Because we're always looking to Easter. We're always looking to what Jesus is doing for us as we're prayerfully considering what we, by God's grace, are doing with our life for him. I can't help but think that with that kind of mindset, you're going to... Greatly anticipate the celebrations that are awaiting us in Holy Week, the opportunity not only to experience uh, the actual death of Jesus on Good Friday, but the the release, the joy that comes over the message that He has risen. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah! A foretaste of the feast to come, a taste of the promise that all of us have of eternal life. Well, we're not going to be hiding very many. Well, we're not going to be hiding any sins at all. We're going to see the, the, the blessing that honesty and openness, especially with our God, gives to us in our relationship with him and, and the other people in our life. This is what we ask in the precious name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.